Sir John is getting hungry. Oh no, what's he gonna do? Well, uh, but oh, what's this? What has he gotten in his coat pocket? It's a piece of a pancake. <laughs> a pancake from two months ago. Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James. Dobby is a free elf. Yes. We hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested while we break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateurs best to give a basic account of the major events of these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're going to try anyway. So, James, who do we have this week? We have Santa Claus and Ebenezer Scrooge. But, James, we can't cover those guys because they aren't real. That's where you're wrong, Aaron. Santa Claus is real, and so was Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, they just had slightly different names. Ah, so you're telling me that the episode isn't actually about Santa and isn't actually about Scrooge. N- no, it actually is. It's just a shittier, truer version of the real story. Ah. I think we should go to the history lab. Yep, let's do it. Again. One, a big fat man with a big fat pack. The other, a miserly, pathetic little man, a lot like Lord History. Together, these men made Christmas what it is today. One made it by being awesome, and the other by being fucking cheap. So, James, first of all, Merry Christmas. <sighs> Merry Christmas, Aaron. What's with that tone? Do you celebrate Hanukkah? I mean, if you do, that's okay, but tell me, because I want to know. I don't celebrate Hanukkah, but Christmas with you always sucks. You never give me any presents, and do you even remember last year? You fucking stole Santa's sleigh and nearly ruined Christmas. Uh, I don't remember that. How can you not remember that? Well, that's easy. Nobody listened to that episode because it was ten minutes long and we had no listeners back then. (laughs) Yeah, I, I did notice we're not doing our Christmas special this year. We haven't done any specials this year. Know why? Because nobody listens to them? Right you are, James, and that's okay, because this episode kind of doubles as a Christmas special. Always with the excuses. I think you're just lazy. What? No, no, come on! Well, I don't see what else it could be, because we don't have that many plays anyway. Wait, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Marking for incompetence. (laughs) Well, I don't see what else it could be, because we don't get that many plays anyway. James, you are being a total Grinch right now. Would you just shut up already? We have to do the episode special or no special. Wait, 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 wait. James, James, do you hear that? I don't hear a damn thing, and I'm not going to pretend like I do just so you can put something in later in editing and make it sound like something Christmassy is happening. (sighs) You're no fun. Where's your spirit of Christmas? I guess I don't have one. Nonsense! Everyone's got a spirit of Christmas. Not me. Just, just listen. Do you hear that? Do you hear it, James? For the last time, I do not hear a... Wait, I I do hear something. 
That's right, I know you do. Come on, buddy, we're gonna bring out the Christmas spirit in you yet. Follow me! Okay! <laughs> You have no idea how shocked I am that we were actually not at the North Pole. No, James, we're somewhere better. Look we're, around you. We're in a mall? That's right, and it's time to do your Christmas shopping. Why would I do that? Because... because it's Christmas? Well, Aaron, I'll have you know I already did my Christmas shopping. Huh? I'm glad you asked, Aaron. You see, Christmas is the only time of year when gift giving is a social requirement. So I thought to myself, hey, how can I buy Christmas presents this season and not spend an arm and a leg and still get something totally cool? And what did you conclude? I'm glad you asked, Aaron. I bought my friends and family a We Talk About Dead People official mug, available now on Teespring. Oh my god, are you saying we made this whole sketch for an ad for a fucking mug? That's right, you miserable gargoyle! Oh my god, it's... it's taking over, we're... we're doing an ad! Buy your very own We Talk About Dead People mug right now for the low price of $50! Shit, James, I don't want to do this! I never wanted to do ads on the show! Hold, hold up! $50? For a mug? Are you kidding me? Ahem, I mean... $15.99, that's what I meant. Shit! Oh. That's right, for the low price of $15.99, you can own your very own We Talk About Dead People mug and drink with us while listening to the show. You can find the link to our official mug in the episode description. Please drink responsibly. And fire your boy for insubordination. What? What? Well, that Christmas adventure was bullshit, I gotta admit. Well, that's okay, because it's not the only Christmas adventure we're going to go on today! That's right, fuckers! Computer, please bring up Santa Claus and Ebenezer Scrooge. Affirmative, my lord. Hang on a second, that's not Santa, and that's yeah. not Scrooge! Yeah, yeah, we know already. They're the historical figures that inspired them. Oh. How drab. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into this. So tell me, Aaron! What is St. Nicholas best known for? St. Nicholas is best known for being Father Christmas. Mm. He's known for being the precursor to the fat man in the red suit and for being a total fraud because we all know that Tim Allen is the Santa Claus. True, true. Yeah. So what did this non-Tim Allen Santa Claus, well, non-Santa Claus, non-Tim Allen man look like? Scroll down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in our not script, there's a picture of Santa. <laughs> Alright, I'm not gonna describe him because that would not work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there, and it's... you all know what it is. Uh, yep. Alright. I didn't know you could buy candy canes that big. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> the point is, we have no idea what St. Nicholas looked like. Um... Well, we have some idea, but it's from most of the traditional paintings and stuff that came from years later, mm. and most people seem to agree that he had a big, bushy, white beard, and that's about it. Okay. So. Well, that's fair. That's all you need, really. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's your guy's name again? Because I don't have the script here. Uh. 
So, what is John Elwes best known for, James? John Elwes is best known for inventing the pork chop, chopping the pork, and chortling at my pop. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> Can you tell uh, us what he's actually best known for? <laughs> he is the uh, best known for being the inspiration for the character of Ebenezer Scrooge in uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what did he look like? Well, he lived like 30 million years ago, so we don't have a picture of him, but I did find a sketch. And oh, in this good. sketch, he looks super skinny, uh, like a man who's starving himself skinny. He's got a ratty wig on, a ratty tricorn pirate hat, and a ratty coat. And his little spider hands are holding a bag of money. <laughs> Is he just a rat? Pretty I mean, much, yeah. <laughs> uh, except his face looks like the Illuminati triangle turned sideways, and he's got this grin on like, Oh, I really know who killed JFK. Oh. Anyway, you get the picture. Yeah, I definitely have a very clear picture of, uh, of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a ratty-looking guy who knows about JFK. Yes. <laughs> All I needed to know. <laughs> Charles Dickens killed JFK. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Uh, but we we all knew that. I mean, that's true. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lee clues Har were in Sesame Street. You just had to know where to look for them. Exactly. And since Lee Harvey Oswald was actually the author of uh, Elmo's World, yes, exactly. That's the connection. Ultimately. Yes. It okay. <laughs> so, shall we head into Saint Nicholas's early life? Yes. So, here's the deal. St. Mm. Nicholas was probably born, maybe, on the 15th of March, 270 AD. Mm. He was probably, maybe, born in the city of Patara, which was a port city in the Mediterranean. Uh, it was also a city in the Roman Empire, which is Ooh, important. Yeah. Very, very important. It will come up later. Mm. Um, he was, maybe, born to a rich family of Greek Christians, and his parents may have been named uh, Epiphanius and Johanna... But they also might have been named Theophanes or and Nana. <laughs> we don't know shit. Yeah, I was going to say, there are a lot of maybes so far. Uh, one more maybe, actually. <laughs> Nicholas's uncle was possibly a bishop, and that might have been how he became a priest. Uh, okay. Yeah. So first, a caveat. Uh, <laughs> you may have noticed <laughs> that we actually know very little about St. Nicholas. Why? Noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, several reasons. One, he lived in 270 AD, mm, which yeah. that's, I mean, that is pretty much as old as Jesus for all intents and purposes. <laughs> uh, and the historical uh, information on a massive figure uh, like Jesus being what it is, which is to say kind of spotty, mm, uh, yeah. that should tell you something about what historical record we might have for Santa Claus. Mm, um, mm -hmm. He was alive during a slightly turbulent time in, the Roman, in Roman history as well. Does the name Diocletian ring a bell? Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, it does ring a bell. One My... sentence. Tell us who Diocletian is. Well, uh, he was the emperor who killed the most Christians, I want to say. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's coming that's from right. my evangelical upbringing knowledge. Yep. At least yeah. that's the interpretation that most Christians have. Diocletian, and most historians as well. There was a big persecution of Christians going on in the Roman Empire under Diocletian. That's right. just true. Sorry. Um, anyway, so here's another reason that we don't know much about St. Nicholas, okay? Mm -hmm. Most of the records are being recorded on papyrus or parchment, which mm. do not stand well to the test of time. I mean, they should have been... 
you know, uploading their shit to the cloud, but because they were, you know, fucking idiots. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They didn't do that. So, Jesus. you know, the, didn't use the Roman Empire's cloud yeah. service, which is just ridiculous. So, in the spirit of being as stupid as fucking possible, we're going to treat all of what follows here as absolutely, objectively, completely, and utterly true. Of course. <laughs> That's just what we're going to do. So, are you ready? I am so ready. So I mentioned before that St. Nicholas was singled out for priesthood within the early Christian church by his uncle, who was a bishop. Okay. So now St. Nicholas is a priest, and I don't know what age, uh, you know, I just don't. Sure. That just just happens, all right? He's just a priest, yeah. He's just a priest. He's a priest. (laughs) So then St. Nicholas's parents die. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Now remember, St. Nicholas comes from a long line of wealth, and Mm. his parents leave him everything. So as a priest, his job is to hoard that wealth and live a life of luxury as priests do. Hmm. Except, nope, St. Nicholas starts giving it all away to the poor. Hey, what a guy. Yeah, and there's some great stories about this, but we're going to leave him here for now, because, um, just because. Oh. And, uh, yeah. I'm not even sure how old he is at this point. He's just, meh, giving out Uh, people. We'll say three and a half. money to people. Yeah. Giving out people. Jesus. Okay. (laughs) What? Yeah, nothing. nothing. Okay. I'm just on another level right now. Perfect. So, ahem, why don't you tell us about uh, John Elvis's early life? So, John Elvis was born as a maggot. What? Sorry, uh, maggot. His original last name was John Maggot. <laughs> maggot? Like the fly? Uh, it's with an E instead of an A, so it's maggot. Which is probably oh. maggot with an English accent. <laughs> Wait, so it's maggot? Maggot. Maggot. It's it's maggot. All right, it's maggot. (laughs) Yeah. All right. My fish and chips are full of maggots. Yeah, that's definitely... Okay. So anyway, John was born on April 7th. Hold up. What? Okay, I want to tell you, I finished reading Road to Wagon Pier this week. Oh, how was it? Uh, It was really, really good. I didn't know how hardcore of a socialist that George Orwell was, but he was a hardcore socialist. Mm. Um which is interesting, because when most people... Most people who are quoting George Orwell are not socialists. Right, but... Anyway, one of the things he he harped on constantly was, like, the class difference. Mm. Um, I mean, the whole book is about class. Right. Um, and he said people are getting, like, the classes, upper classes are pissed off with the poor for for um, not pronouncing their H's. Oh. And the lower class are upset at the upper class because they do pronounce their H's. <laughs> so wow. all that means is that, like, like... I went down to the stove and got my horse out of the stove. Or something like that. <laughs> right. Instead of pronouncing the horse, you say horse, right? Mm. And that's the difference between lower and upper class. George Orwell solved it. That's oh it. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that Actually, it's... Makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I would just want to say, like, uh, it's a really good commentary on class, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically... We're classy, gentlemen. Yeah, we're classy. We mm. have some class. I've got my coffee in a boot right now. <laughs> that is a class. I don't know what it is, but I don't think even Marx went there. <sighs> okay, sorry. I interrupted you. You were telling us about maggots. That's fine. Yeah, English maggots. So just English people. So, All right, right. John was born on April 7th, 1714 to a wealthy aristocratic English family. Ah. John's father, Robert Maggot, was a regionally famous brewer. And John's father, father, had been a member of parliament. John's Ah. mother, Amy, was the granddaughter of another member of parliament. And the point of all this is that there was a lot of family money, and the family had this old tradition of uh, being important and not spending any of their money. What? Yeah, you got that? So they, they have a lot of money. 
They're in That's the most in un-American thing I've ever heard. Oh, that yeah, and that's why we fought a war against these maggots, is because right. they never spent their money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta spend we money. We threw it into the harbor. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so the family, they're not spending money. That's, that's something they do not do. Um, okay. But one thing they do do is die. What? Uh, <laughs> and when John was only four years old, his dad died. Oh, God. So sad. Um, however... His dad left behind a huge amount of money for his wife, daughter, and our boy, John. We're talking about 8 million English pounds in today's money. Um, Holy shit. So, eight, 8 million English pounds, also known as one Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, he anyway. didn't weigh 8 million pounds, but his crimes did. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, oh! We're only we're delivering delivering a single variant analysis of Winston Churchill. Look how sophisticated we are. <laughs> and we he never did anything H's. good. Now that it's 2018, almost 2019, <laughs> he can only have done bad. Yep. Welcome to the future. <laughs> I sense anger. Sorry, I'm poking holes all day. I, I'm like, like I said, I'm in a weird mood. So that's fine. Yeah. Just don't poke... Well, never mind. Oh, we won't go there. What? Okay, so he's got a lot of money. <laughs> don't poke my hole. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so John has a lot of money. <laughs> okay. And because of this, he has a somewhat reasonable uh, childhood. He was given a good education at Westminster School. And then after graduation, he traveled to Switzerland and France and other places in Europe where he hunted, rode horses... Talked to famous philosophers and did other things that your average rich European dude does. Wow. Yeah. So, speaking of talking to famous philosophers, you're listening to this show, which is basically the same thing. Yes, exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do we have... Okay. Mm. Yeah. Who's, like... I'm trying to think of, like, the modern equivalent of, like, a famous philosopher from 18th century England or 17th century England or whatever the fuck. Mm. I don't think we have those. <laughs> I mean, Krispy Kremes comes immediately oh, yeah. to mind. Definitely. Definitely. Um, other than that, though, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think, yeah. There's, like, the only philosopher that I can think of is, uh, what the hell is his name? Captain something. Yeah, we don't even know. Uh, I think most of, <laughs> most of the owners of fast food restaurant chains have to be philosophers. Oh, yeah, they're philosopher kings. Gotta be. Right. Oh, Renaissance men. Yeah, it's the only explanation. Um, mm. But other than that, yeah, I, I don't know. Is is Ricky Gervais a philosopher? <laughs> I don't know how to spell his last name, so probably. Is it Gervais? Gervais? I don't even know. Yeah, who knows? I haven't thought about him in a long time. <laughs> That's a good question, though. Maybe philosophy is dead. I think it is, definitely. All right, Except problem solved. Philosophy's dead. We're good. Perfect. <laughs> Stephen Hawking agrees with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of these famous philosophers, uh, John actually met freaking Voltaire while oh, traveling God. Europe. Um, and apparently the two of them looked basically the same. Uh, so <laughs> people would get them mixed up. <laughs> oh my God, uh, that's so funny. Yeah. So the two dudes became ki kind of, not friends, but like acquaintances, and they hung out uh -huh. for a while and talked and blah, 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 blah. And when asked what John thought about Voltaire's philosophy, John responded that he thought the horses at school were much more impressive. 
<laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. He which... said, what do you think about Voltaire's philosophy? He's like, uh, I'm more impressed by the horses. I really mm-hmm. like them. They're squishy tails. Yeah. Which <laughs> I think is like the, the 1700s equivalent of calling someone a jackass. Ah. That yeah, actually pro- is true. Probably not. But I, that's what it feels like. Yeah. So, so next time someone asks you what you think of this podcast, just respond, <laughs> the horses at school are much more impressive. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, that's the, that's the next, next insult I'm going to use on somebody. Perfect. <laughs> do I, do these jeans make me look fat? The horses at school are more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see Try us putting as- the jeans on the horses. <laughs> probably fit better than they fit you. You could fit three horses in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, I'm really loopy uh, today. That's fine. Better loopy than droopy. That, damn it. All right. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Not in every better, context is it better, better to be loopy, loopy than, than poopy. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, keep All going. Right. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> we're, we're not that low. Oh, so, okay. Um... All right, we got to get away from these dark jokes. So, okay. then John's mom starves to death. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> and this is, here's why. Here's why. She was too cheap to spend any money on food. So what? she starves herself to death. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it, it gets a little problematic how much this family does not spend money. You know? I was going to say, like... There's got... I've never heard of a psychological condition like that, where you're not just like... You're not just like a... uh, Oh, I have. Well, it's called the Doppler effect. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now that I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not as well known as it should be. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Yeah. So... So she dies, and her his dad died earlier. So John inherits the family estates, which included all sorts of fancy land, as well as basically a whole bunch of rentable homes in London, as well as a cattle company thing. Uh, so he's he's well off, right? He's got a right. ton of money. He's got the means of making more money, and uh, that's where we'll leave him for now until we return. Nice out life. Well, uh. That's sad. He lost both of his parents. <laughs> the one who starved to death. I've never heard of such a thing. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Yep. Uh, so, should we get to Santa Claus's second clause? St. <laughs> Nicholas's adult life. Mm. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right, sorry. <clears throat> in one story <clears throat> about St. Nicholas, when we left him, I should say, when we left him, he was giving out his money to the poor. Okay? Yes. So, yeah. like, the opposite of your guy. Right. Um, yeah. So, there's one story about this that I really liked, and it's it's considered a traditional story, which is to say that it may or may not have happened. But it definitely happened for the It definitely happened. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, for all intents and purposes, it definitely happened. Yeah. So there was this formerly wealthy man. Uh, like, he lost all his money. I don't know how. Story doesn't say. At least not in some versions. But I'm just going to pretend like it's the right. reality. He just sort of, like, left his wallet by the river and it got washed away in a flood or something. Hmm. So anyway, he's got this, he's this formerly wealthy man, very poor, um, who had three daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, the trouble was, like I said, he was formerly wealthy. Mm. Uh, this man was dirt poor, and he could barely afford to keep his family fed. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. So, back in those days, when a girl got married to some guy, the father of the girl traditionally paid a dowry to the new couple. 
Right, back when um, the world was straight and things were the way they were supposed to be. <laughs> so, the idea was to assist uh, the new couple in a transfer of paternal wealth uh, that mm-hmm. was meant to help support them in the generation of a new family. Right. So, you're young and stupid and have no money, so your parents, so, you know, the father of the bride's like, here's some money, don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, because my daughter's going to spend it all because that's, you know, that's what they do. So, here's some money because everything was good back then. That's how it worked. Oh, my God, James. <laughs> You're just waiting for me to stop you, but I'm not going to. <laughs> it's a joke, okay? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. This poor man who had no money had no dowry money, right? Mm-hmm. So his daughters were very unlikely to get married. Ah. Uh, because without the transfer of, a, of wealth to a young couple, it was likely that a marriage would fail, so the girls were basically unsuitable candidates. Ah, um, yeah. Not for any fault of their own, just because they couldn't afford to be married, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so the shitty part of this is pretty simple. In the absence of marriage, these girls would likely have to turn to prostitution in order oh, to support geez. themselves and their aging father. Which sucks, but it's 270 AD. This is the way things kind of go. Yeah, not a great time to live. Nah, not ideal. Not ideal. No. No. Um, so, but there's this boy, and he's old, and he's a priest, and his name is St. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> and he hears about this, and he wants to help. But he's also a pious man and does not want any of his good deeds to be credited to him. Oh, he wants to him. be an anonymous donor, just like our patrons who use fake names because they don't want to be associated with our bullshit podcast, and rightfully so. Right. Anyway, St. <laughs> Nicholas bags up a bunch of gold, sneaks out in the dead of night, goes to the girl's house, and tosses said bag of wealth through the fucking window. Nice. And he does this for three nights straight, one bag of gold for each girl. Hmm. But the third night... The father of the three girls stays up and lies in wait for St. Nicholas because he won't stand for any kind of robbery, least of all reverse robbery. What? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. He really just wanted to thank whoever was giving all this money to him and his daughters, basically saving their skins. Hmm. Um, so he does end up catching St. Nicholas, probably with a big fat pack upon his back, and falls on his knees in gratitude. Nice. Hey, have you ever seen those uh, those reverse robbery videos? No. It's I, I'd have to find them again. It's been years, but I remember seeing videos of people who would go into like stores like Target or the Gap, and they would hide. They would bring in random ass T-shirts and then hang them up with all the actual merchandise. And the T-shirts were often things like you know Bush did nine eleven or oh, things like that. And then they'd wait to just see like people pick up the shirts and <laughs> ask store clients about it. They were fun videos. That sounds thrilling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I decided to, to quote a 9th century historian. Uh, Good. Which doesn't mean much, of course, because uh, it's the 9th century and everything is basically like still in myth mode. That's mm-hmm. what history was. Um, so this, this historian's called Michael the Archimandrite. Oh, jeez. Isn't that a name? Michael the Archimandrite. Yeah. The Archimandrite, maybe. I don't know. Oh, anyway, so <clears throat> here's a quote from Michael the Archimandrite. Uh, and it's rather long, so just stick with me, all right? I'm sitting down. And this is when the father catches Santa Claus. Like, this is the only person in history who has caught Santa Claus outside of Cindy Lou Who, who caught the Grinch, who was not really Santa Claus. <laughs> I've got Santa Claus down in my basement in a cave, but <laughs> I don't think that's the real one, to be honest. Uh, why? Did you, like, pick him up at a mall or something? Yeah, something like that. Something like that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. so I'm going to read this quote now. <clears throat> so, Father catches St. Nicholas, and, he, and it says, Michael says, But the father perceived his arrival because of the gift of gold that fell into the house, and, going quickly from the house, overtook the saint at a run. When he recognized who he was, he threw himself face first at his feet with cries, and gave thanks to him over and over with many words, and called him his and his three daughters' savior, after God, and said, quote, If our common master, Christ, hasn't stirred your goodness, hadn't stirred your goodness, my apologies, we would have long ago destroyed our own lives by a shameful and destructive livelihood. But as it is, the Lord has saved us through you, most blessed one, and rescued us from the filth of immorality. And so we ought, like a debt, to give thanks to you all of our days, because you stretched out a hand of help to us, and caused the poor to rise from the ground, and raise the destitute up from the dunghill, through your generous and truly wonderful gift. When St. Nicholas heard these words, he raised him up from the ground, and binding him by an oath not to make any of these blessings, of which he had thought him worthy, known to any one for as long as he should live, he let him go in peace. Oh, the compassion of the holy man toward the needy! Oh, the beneficial and beautiful purpose of all blessed Nicholas! The care of his good-natured soul, revealed in visible form, a model of our Saviour Christ's compassion toward us. He showed a shepherd's consideration toward those who were sick in soul, even before his visible Episcopal profession. So basically, when this guy thanks him, St. <laughs> Nicholas tells him to stand the fuck up and not to tell anyone about what's going on. That's what Michael the Archimandrite was oh. saying. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. So the dad does, and the girls are saved. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the end of that story. <laughs> uh, never trust a Mike and Dandrite or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, Ar Archimandrite, which yeah. is another word for a creepy little imp that you rip out of the ground. I don't know. Yeah. At one point, oh. St. Nicholas decides to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Oh, good. Because that's just what you do, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um... But on his way there, by boat, God says, Fuck off, Santa, and calls down a storm on Kris Kringle's boat. <laughs> Nicholas, right. of course, being great friends with God, stands up on the deck and demands that the storm cease. And God just backs the fuck off and the storm subsides. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. This is Great. how you become a saint. You do Jesus things. Uh-huh. You're right. Uh-huh. Okay. So jolly old Saint Nick makes to the Holy Land. Good. Does whatever it is you do when you visit the Holy Land and comes back to his city of Myra. Hmm. And when he arrives, he finds out that the Bishop of Myra has passed away to the land beyond the North Pole. And also discovers that the local priest got the brilliant idea of making the first priest, who is not among them, uh, who entered the local church to pray would become the next bishop. Okay. Candidate selection is hard. This is basically how corporations <laughs> pick their personnel these days. Right, yeah. It's like, I've got a stack of a thousand resumes from very well-qualified candidates, but I'm not going to pick through those. I'm just going to sit here with the roll open until somebody literally walks- Anybody! Fucking anybody! <laughs> walks through the door, whether they're qualified or not, and I'm going to give them the job. It's true. <laughs> it's That's how literally we got this that, job. <laughs> That's literally how it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, job boards are a waste of time. Well, that's how anyway. we became podcasters. That's yeah, <laughs> and we're not qualified. I mean, you don't just know walk... English, and I don't have a tongue, but they but, still right? hired us. <laughs> just 
walked in, found a mic, they're like, nobody else is doing this yep. shit. <laughs> Just start talking. <laughs> so anyway, you know how this story ends. Saint Nick ends up going to the church to pray that morning when he returns mm-hmm. from, from the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. And he becomes the Bishop of Myra. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I need a break. I need just like a quick two-second break. Okay. Why don't you tell us a story, James? Well, once there was a puppy, and its name was Laika, and it was homeless. But then it was found by a bunch of evil Soviet scientists, and they turned it into a mech dog full of cannons and bombs and Soviet rifles. Then it invaded the, the UK and flattened London with a, uh, a wispy breath. And that's how Peru was started. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I am. I am. Did okay. you ever see that experiment? I can't remember if it was the Germans or the Russians where they brought a dog's head back to life for a little Oh, bit. God. It was the Russians. Yes. It and they the have Russians. videos of it. And it's the most. Uh, uh, oh, don't gosh. look it up. Don't look it up. That is nightmare fuel. It really happened. Oh, jeez. It's horrible. Fucked up. Yeah, I think they did it with a chimp, too, because they have no souls. Well, and then um, they put two dog heads on one dog body. It was just. Oh, my God. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. And, they, and they've got pictures and videos of it. And it's horrible fine because the dog is the dogs are alive it's ugh, don't look it up do not oh look it up um well okay in all in all honesty i was gonna cover that the soviet scientist on the show who was behind all of that um because he did some other pretty messed up experiments so we'll get to him eventually maybe ugh, okay great yeah Number 10 out of 10 we'll have to rate that for our snowflake listeners mm. Right. Anyway, ahem, ahem, ahem. So yeah. he's the bishop of Myra. Right. right. And shortly after this, it's possible that Nicholas was imprisoned by Diocletian. Oh, jeez. Uh, who is not buddy-buddy with the Christians. And uh, right. he may have suffered some horrible tortures. Uh, and there he would remain in prison until a new emperor, some fucking nobody named Constantine the Great, had him freed. Jesus. Uh, so this nobody Constantine has problems, all right? Mm-hmm. Namely, rebellion. Okay. So he sends out three of his best generals, Ursos, Nepotianos, and Herpilion, to put down said rebellion. Mm, okay. On their way to their site... <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Uh-huh. On the way to their site, their ships encountered massive storms and had to take refuge in Myra, which is where Father Christmas lives, you might remember. I do remember that. Yes. So the general soldiers immediately started looting the place. Right, that's just what but, Roman soldiers do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the generals were so busy watching the weather channel, they didn't even notice what was going on. Sure. Right? So they're, they're like back in Myra, like chilling, and the soldiers are like, let's get some fucking loot. And so they go out. <laughs> and the, uh-huh. the generals are like, God, I hope this storm clears up pretty soon so we can right. get back on the sea. Anyway, so St. Nicholas is not going to have it. So he just shows up, stood directly in front of the weather channel, and told them what was going on. Hmm. The generals were immediately like, oh, fuck, and went out to tell their soldiers to stop this nonsense. Hmm. So, yeah, so St. Nicholas was like, hey, your boys are, like, going nuts. And the generals were like, oh, oh, shit. Where did Wait, they go? Yeah. You were supposed to watch them, Ursos. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Freaking uh, so, Ursos. Yeah. So the generals go out and get the soldiers to stop their nonsense and return to the harbor. Good. I'm not sure entirely how this is related to this, but, like, th- right here, what we're about to get into is the point of this whole story. Okay. I have no idea what it, how it's related exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so then out of left field, St. Nicholas discovers that three men are about to be executed by the governor of Myra for no reason other than this governor just kind of wanted them gone. I, I picture all of these stories happening in the same day for some reason. Just like... Well, that's... 
frantic Saint Nick just running, sprinting from place <laughs> to place, like his Santa caps blowing off in the wind, and he's got these long <laughs> socks on for some reason. Well, he's got to, I mean, he's got to learn to hurry because if he's going to deliver presents to all the good children in the world, you know. That's true. Yeah, this, this sap can't even get to all the places in Myra right now. Yeah, well, uh. from humble beginnings, he's <laughs> got to practice somewhere. Right. Okay, so right. three guys are about to be killed. Yeah, and the governor just is doing it because he wants them gone. Mm-hmm. So it's corruption, basically. Yeah. And he bribes the jury and all this great stuff. So <laughs> Father Christmas then ran out to the field where the execution was about to take place and tackled the executioner, effectively stopping the execution. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, he didn't tackle the executioner. He just oh. kind of pushed his sword out of the way. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's, tackle is funnier. All yeah. Right, so, <laughs> and then, like, in the same breath, he accuses the governor of corruption, so the governor just jumps on a horse <laughs> to run away. <laughs> but Father Christmas outran the horse <laughs> and stopped the governor, rebuking him for his evil. <laughs> this is all true. <laughs> Very so true. Unbelievably true. How, how fast is that? That's gotta be... That's pretty fast. I don't know anything about equines. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah. The governor repented on his horse um, because he was fucking scared. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But mainly because he himself might be executed by the emperor for being corrupt. Dude, can you imagine running on a horse and seeing Santa Claus (laughs) chasing after you, gaining? His legs are just this, like, cloudy blur. (laughs) He's got this... (laughs) This bearded grimace on his face, like, oh, you're fucking done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) No, Santa Claus says no, no, no to corruption. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, I just thought of a really bad one. Just do it. Okay. So, when... St. Nicholas was helping out those three girls. I know where you're going! Alright, so there, remember the generals who were visiting Myra at the beginning of this weird-as-fuck story? Right. <laughs> yep. Um, they went on to put down the little rebellion they went out to, to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and they all got promoted. Mm. <clears throat> but the general's enemies started accusing the generals themselves of corruption, of course. Right. And started bribing the consul to imprison the generals. Oh, there's so much corruption. So the generals are imprisoned. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, St. Nicholas appears to the consul in a dream and says, Yo, let these boys free. So the consul sets the boys free. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Back up just a bit. (laughs) St. Nicholas isn't even dead yet, and he's already appearing to people in their dreams. Yes. Yes, he can force project himself, like in The Last Jedi, which I never watched. Neither did <laughs> he can just, I. just, like, appear in your sa- the same room and be like, Yo, s- step the fuck up. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's appeared in dream. It's not the first ooh, time ooh, either. Ooh, 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 what, ooh. What, what? New patron goal. Oh, God. If you give $1,000 to our podcast, we will appear to you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing idea. Yes. Um, that's an amazing idea. All right. And that's a guarantee. We will be there. <laughs> <laughs> we will be there. Huh. Now, okay. Okay, James, let's just back up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. yeah. This, this seems a little confused, doesn't right, it? Right, just a bit. Well, here's the thing. Welcome to ancient history. 
I'm doing my best to string this shit together. I appreciate your patience. Merry Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now we've reached the year of our Lord, 325. And, uh, oh my God, James, what? do you know what time it is? No. It's time for the first Council of Nicaea. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> It's not time for World War II, it's time for the Council of Nicaea! What's the difference, though? Uh, yeah, true, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> okay, so if you don't know, the first Council of Nicaea, um, if you don't know what it is, that's okay. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. Right. Uh, it's only a massive fucking deal in Christian and world history altogether. Right. Uh, because yeah. this was the council that was held to unify the church. Yes. Uh, and actually try to affect... And it worked. Just look at Christianity today. Yeah, so put together and <laughs> unified. Yeah. Uh, and they were also trying to decide like what they all collectively believed as Christians. Mm. Um, and what the fuck this Christianity thing was. They're just trying to figure it out. Right. right yeah. So it's just a bunch of old theologians and priests sitting around arguing about like, you know, what they've heard in oral tradition, what they heard from, you know. This guy, who knew this guy, who knew St. Peter, all this crazy. It sounds like one of my family Thanksgivings. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. It's that. <laughs> um, and they also had one major item on the docket. Uh-oh. Which was called the Aryan Heresy. Oh, dear. That... Yeah. Hitler? No. It has oh. nothing to do with Aryan lineage Race. or whatever. Oh, okay. Good. Nothing to do with that. Well, that's good. <laughs> Alright, the Aryan heresy is just your, you know, regular-ass, basic bitch church politics, alright? That's, that's all it is, okay. alright? There's this guy named Arius, and another dude named Athanasius. Mm. Now, Arius and Athanasius are both theologians who kind of hate each other. Why? Why? I thought you were gonna guess. I was hoping you would guess, oh, but you didn't oh. guess. Okay, two theologians who hate each other. Um, Why do they hate each other? They agree on 99% of theological issues, but one of them wears matching socks and the other one doesn't. That's literally, that is Christian history right there. Pretty much. <laughs> That's how the Protestant <laughs> Reformation started. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's also satirized really well in my favorite show, Space Dandy, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh, okay. Anyway, all right, okay. So there's there's Arius and Athanasius, and they're not happy with each other. Mm -hmm. And why is this? Because Arius didn't believe in this little, teeny tiny, minorly important doctrine called the Holy Trinity. Oh, God. Uh, which, if you don't know, is just Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It's a traditional wait, doctrine. Wait, 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 wait. You can't say what? it that way. What? You have to say... Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Oh. There we go. Sorry, I just, we gotta make this a little more reverent. Patri, Filius, Spiritus, Sancti, whatever the hell. Well, now you're Father's... satanic, alright? No. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Patrius, Filius, and Spiritus, Sancti? I know a guy who, you know this guy, who knows Latin really well, and he's gonna be like, Bro, it's so not that. And he's also Catholic, so there's that. But oh, dear. He's gonna... I'm so fucked. Yeah. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it's the... Um, in the traditional doctrine of the Trinity, these are all equal parts. Uh, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost make up God, right? Right. Are you with me? So it's, it's, a, little, it's a little bit like... I don't want to say this because it might be technically incorrect, but it reminds me a little bit of monism. Right. Right, where you have all these gods who make up one whole. Think of it like a three-leaf clover. Three <laughs> yeah. leaves, but it's all a part of the same plant. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Lucky Charms. Christianity <laughs> is magically delicious. <laughs> All right. Okay. Enough theology. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So basically, Arius doesn't believe in it, and Athanasius does. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um. So Athanasius thought Jesus. Basically, this is this is the core disagreement here. All uh-huh. right. Athanasius thought Jesus was God in man, right? That God himself represented in human uh, form. was represented in human form in Jesus Christ in order to set things right in the world. Right. Meaning technically Jesus had always existed. Sure. Right. So like from the beginning of time there was Jesus. Yeah. The man. Okay. And from like before the beginning of time Jesus was there. Right? Gotcha. It's it's pretty pretty confusing. Um but here's the not confusing part. Arius was like, Jesus was a man. Like, he was born, he died, and then ascended or whatever. But he definitely did have a beginning. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, like, that was the disagreement. Like, Arius was like, ah, eh, he's just a guy who is imbued with the power of God and everything, but he's not God himself. Hmm. And Athanasius was like, and I, if I'm fucking this up, theologians, you just gotta let me know, <laughs> okay? Well, um, they'll, they'll kill you. Oh, yeah. Don't, You'll don't be burned me. at the stake. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, Arius is like, Jesus is just a dude with God's power. And sure. And Athanasius is like, Jesus is God, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that's why we're called Christians, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah. Now this got Christ seem, in the name. <laughs> yeah, so this may seem like a small point of contention. Sure. And it de- indeed, it did seem to be no real big deal to Constantine. Like, Constantine was the guy who organized the council. He was like, y'all need to get your shit together. Yeah. Um, sit down and talk. We're going to figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, but Constantine was really interested in turning this empire that he had inherited, I suppose, uh, into literal Christendom, hmm. right? Which yeah. just means he wanted to see, like, the perfect Christian society on the planet Earth. Sure. Uh, and we'll, and we'll, we'll cover like this. We'll cover Constantine eventually, because we'll have to get the whole Milvian Bridge story and uh-huh. why Constantine was... Well, was he a Christian or was he not a Christian? That's the big I debate of the know. day. Anyway, yeah, I'm getting anyway. Anyway, so ahem, ahem. He, anyway, either way, he was trying to create, a, you know, Christendom or whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, and he wasn't going to let bullshit like this get in the way. He wanted his holy city like right now. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the Arians and the Trinitarians, as they were called, were forced to talk it over. Well, that's Council good. Council and Nicaea. Yeah. And things are already hairy as Santa's beard in this story. But mm. here's the interesting bits. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Saint Nick was a Trinitarian. Sure. Uh, obviously, because he's a true Christian. Yeah. And the idea that Jesus was not the same as God seemed to him a massive insult. Hmm. So amidst all the debates, Father Christmas gets up uh, really pissed off and fucking decks one of the guys preaching this Arian nonsense. Just takes him out? <laughs> Slaps him right across the face. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, and of course, this is a hotly contested historical piece. Um, sure. Some historians say that Father Christmas wasn't even at the goddamn council. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, but you know, we're just going to move on because we don't care. Father Christmas slapped a bitch. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, Oh, and it's worth pointing out that mm. in Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas, which we watched together many times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a dramatization of this scene. Mm. So according to Kirk Cameron, mm-hmm. the Council of Nicaea <laughs> took place in the 1400s in a tavern in a, in a tavern <laughs> in the middle of The Witcher Three. <laughs> Saint Nicholas was a brooding alcoholic with mud on his face and just like the dirtiest son of a bitch you've yeah. ever seen in your life. 
And Arius was a literal Aryan. He's like a skinhead and everything. <laughs> and he's there in the tavern and he's preaching and he's like, he's like spitting and angry all over the place. It's just hilarious. And then St. Nicholas, the big, ugly Gandalf Hagrid that he is, jumps up with his fucking staff and starts beating the guy to death. And the way they have it edited is they cut to black like five or six times during uh -huh. this whole sequence. So, like, it'll show him striking Arius in the head with his stick, which is all knobby and everything. Uh -huh. And then it'll cut away, like, cut to black, and you're like, oh, fuck, did he kill him? Oh, gosh. <laughs> And then yeah. there's like a scene where Arius is trying to crawl out the door and St. Nicholas fucking drags him back. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, Saving Christmas by Kirk Cameron. Guys, watch oh. that if you need to get in the Christmas spirit. There are two movies I watch every year at Christmas. It's A Wonderful Life and Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh my god. Okay, so again, we don't know if it actually happened, but the point is it was popular popularized by famed historian Kirk Cameron, so there you go. Uh -huh. Okay, so after this, St. Nicholas starts performing miracles, which is, again, part of what you have to do in order to become a saint. Sure. Okay? Yeah. So he, he, he performs the, uh, the, um, the miracle of the pickle children. What? <laughs> no. That's right. Pickle children. Uh. <laughs> And I'm just gonna say this for all you early 20s nihilists out there, Rick and Morty is 2,000 years out of date. I said it, fight me. <laughs> oh dear, okay. Pickle children. <laughs> what the hell are pickle children? So here's the story of the pickle children, uh. okay? Once upon a time, there was an evil butcher who made his money by selling whatever meat he could, including the meat of fucking children. Definitely true. So this butcher lures three, it's always three by the way, three <laughs> children into his butcher shop, Chops them the fuck oh, up. God. Throws them in a barrel of pickle juice to cure. Um, and the idea is to pretend that the child meat is ham oh. and sell it to hapless civilians for an exorbitant price. Oh. But Saint Nicholas is in town, oh. and he sees right through the butcher's lies. <laughs> he buys a ham sandwich, takes a bite, and is like, "This is some shit ham." Uh -huh. Then he realizes what the hell's happening, so he busts on into the back of the shop, right? Mm -hmm. Finds the barrel of pickled children, makes the sign of the cross, and the kids are magically resurrected. Okay, well that's good. This definitely happened. There's For like a sure. great picture of St. Nicholas like standing in this back room, and there's these three naked, fat children like standing in a barrel, like praising the Lord. <laughs> it's so weird. What? <laughs> yeah. So weird. Man. Yeah. I didn't even look in that picture to see if, like, the butcher's in the background going, Damn it, he caught me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. But anyway, so that's where we're going to leave St. Nick. Um, mm. <laughs> he performed other miracles, but we're just going to quit there because that's about all the time I want to give to him right now. Okay, and fair we enough. Back, we'll come back to his end and death. Good. How but you he, feeling, James? Does he die? Does... No. <laughs> Good. He never dies. He fries. Yeah. Okay. I gotta <laughs> he take works a break. At McDonald's. <laughs> you wanna take a break? Yeah, I gotta I gotta get some coffee. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna grab myself a sparkling water. Perfect. Uh, and let's um, pause it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pausing. Let's do sound sync again. Sync that sound. One, two, three, clap. Oh.
duly synced, just like the Titanic. You know what I noticed? We take we take more breaks when we're in person. That's true. It's because we Is can't it because stand we exhaust each other. <laughs> exactly. We can't stand looking at each other's ugly faces. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I realized. Uh, um, oh, never mind. That's. <gasps> you know what we should do? Huh? We should. Well, because this is this is an auditory form of entertainment. The listeners don't know what we look like, yeah. and that's—I mean—that's got to be hard to like connect with people who you don't know who looks like. We should give each other's physical description at some point, just well, like we do, do right here now. On the show. Okay, perfect. Okay, why don't you start? Okay, so uh, Aaron C is—he's mm, well, one of the prettiest goddamn human beings you've ever seen. Uh, oh! <laughs> but the, the problem is, is... Oh, no. Shit, I can't think of... Uh, I mean, every, anything I, I'm going to say, you're going to take too personally and... No, I won't. Okay. I promise. Okay, perfect. Well, Aaron's short, fat, and wears these dumb-looking glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he wears hipster clothing because he wants to be hip, but everyone knows that he's a fake. And... <laughs> He's got black, bushy eyebrows that are as big as Hong Kong. That is accurate. <laughs> and uh, he's got like this spiky black hair um, and brown eyes and white skin that's sli <laughs> slightly reddish. <laughs> and, well, and giant meat hands that can here's the crush entire <laughs> cities beneath their girth. <laughs> Some of these things are correct, but some of these things are so wrong. We'll leave it to the listener to decide. <laughs> oh, that's the phone ringing. That's uh, that's the FBI. They want, they want my gonads again. Anyway, <laughs> it's because you're basically doxing me, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, well okay. Uh, you get a defense. You get a, a defense. What would you like? To say? All right, all right. Mm -hmm. James. Well, no, no, you get a defense first, a, a rebuttal of what I've said against you. Then you can attack oh. me. Yeah. Well, okay, first of all, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I do not dress like a hipster. If I did, that would mean I had some sense of style. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, second of all, my eyes are not brown. <laughs> no? <laughs> They're but green. I haven't hit you enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. It is. <laughs> That's marital abuse right there. <laughs> yup, God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, beside that, would you say everything else is 100% true, though? Oh, 100%. Perfect. I'm very short. I'm like 5'1". Well, not... Yeah, <laughs> somewhere around... Somewhere Four, between 5'1 and 7'3". 3'1". Lemonade off tall. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you don't dress like a hipster. You wear those, those like those jeans, those sneakers, and the same sweatshirt all the time. Yep, all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Someday when I have enough money to buy new clothes, I will. Well, who knows? But I don't today know. Today is not that day. Yeah. Okay. So um. Day. So now describe me, if you will. Uh. Okay. So you know the White Cliffs of Dover? Oh no. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Well, <laughs> is that what you call my butt cheeks? <laughs> no. 
Okay, good. <laughs> James is basically Gandalf the White with <laughs> less hair. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> You're not as old, though. Uh, no. You can do magic. Uh, that's true. <laughs> you do have a magical white staff, from what I understand. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Show us the meaning of haste. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Too much. Every time I get a text from him, I just call it a shadow fax. <laughs> Dude, that's worse. That's not any better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. He okay. Okay. Man. In all in, in all honesty, though, James is more like an ent. <laughs> He's tall and slow. <laughs> that's true. Slow witted, slow mover, all of the above. Yes. With a distinct hatred for wizards. <laughs> True. Yeah. Wow, okay, I just wore myself out with that. Uh, wh where the hell are we? We're moving into John Elwes's adult life, right? Yes, and I'm gonna mark this. <laughs> okay. I mean, we should keep on that, because that was, that was one, of the, one of your best moments ever. <laughs> I'm, I was tearing up. <laughs> oh, that was wild. Okay. okay. <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> all right. So, John Ellis's uh, adult life. Okay, remind us where he was when we left him. Well, he doesn't have parents, but he does have a shit ton of money and land. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, I gotta stop here and talk a bit about John's, uh, his, his uncle. Because John okay. really admired his uncle. And John's uncle was known as Sir Hervey Elwes, second baronet of Stoke College and member of parliament for Sudbury. <laughs> Wait, did you say Hervey or Harvey? Hervey. <laughs> Hervey. <laughs> Hervey. <laughs> Hervey. It's H-E-R-V-E-Y. <laughs> Hervey. 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 It's, it's like, it's like the, the elf. What's his name? Is it her? What? The elf. The, from the, from the fucking... Legolas? Um... Why weren't you in elf practice? That... That... What? You know what I'm talking about, no, right? No! I don't! <laughs> no? No! Damn it! <laughs> the... What, what the hell is that? The stop-motion Christmas movie. With the elves. And there's like an elf and it's like... Herbie or something like that? Hmm... No... I don't... Doesn't ring any bells. None at all? Wait, r no, oh, about shit. Rudolph. I think I lost you, damn it. Are you looking it up? Oh god, hold on. Uh, Are you even there? Shit. Oh no. Okay. Oh god. Not again. Sorry. Oh phew. Okay, thank goodness. Yeah. What happened? Uh, I was trying to find a video of it, but then my hangout hung up because I was trying to watch a video, uh. apparently. You can't listen to things while you're on a hangout, so... No. No. So, yeah. Hervey was an elf? Yes. Okay. I was just gonna say, the connections grow. Like, the pieces are coming together. Ah. True. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay. So <clears throat> his uncle Hervey is an elf, apparently, who something about missing class, I don't know. Um The point is this this Uncle Elf Hervey was uh, very important and filthy rich, and he also never spent any of it on anything. <sighs> they couldn't even give it away to the poor. I mean no. like, <laughs> yeah. I guess they were paranoid. It, yeah, and his uncle, he, he prided himself on only spending 110 pounds a year on sustaining himself. And I did the math, and that comes to like 8,000 pounds, uh, English pounds today. Which oh. would, I don't know, like be $11,000, something like that? I don't remember the, the conversion. Shit. But not a lot of money. Um, wow. Yeah. And not only that, but John's uncle would also always be ranting about how everybody else was so extravagant for spending all of their money. Uh, and he did most of this ranting uh, while he and John were sharing a single glass of wine. <laughs> what? So pass the wine glass. They would share wow. it. A glass. Not a bottle. A glass. And then presumably save the rest of the bottle for next year. Probably. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I also found this other story of John's uncle, not on Wikipedia. I found this actually in a book, uh, one of those things that are made up. Apparently, there was this <laughs> gang of thieves living in the area, and they had been kind of watching John's uncle for a while to figure out the best way to rob him. Mm. So one day they break into the house and hold the uncle's maid at gunpoint while demanding the uncle to give them all of their all of his money that he had stored away in the house. The uncle reacts by first demanding that the woman be released, which the the thieves do because they're English thieves. Uh, then Wait, what? They just let their hostage go? Well, they they stop holding a gun at her head. Um, she's still oh, she's okay. still there with the uncle, um, but it's not as violent. You you could say. Gotcha, it's yeah. de-escalated a little bit. Right, right. And the, the uncle's like, alright, let's talk about this. Stop pointing a gun at her. Uh, so he, he tells them where the money is, and the, the thieves take it and leave. And apparently it was a good deal of, of cash. Like, the thievery oh, was called one of the greatest English heists of all time by newspapers at the time. What? Like, that? It was a ton of money. And he just oh, he wow. just gave it to the thieves so they wouldn't kill him or his maid. And the thieves weren't caught for several years. They have a name. They were called the Something Gang. I don't remember. But they're finally caught, and they're taken to trial. And John's uncle was asked to attend the trial to witness against them. And the uncle refused and responded by saying something along the lines of, These men have taken my money, but I refuse to let them take my time also. What? <laughs> so he's an odd cheesecake. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that that is a interesting decision. Yeah, yeah. So John gets really close to this uncle and starts emulating him in all of his miserly ways. Then the uncle dies at the age of eighty and leaves his nephew John, our boy, with his entire fortune, just wow. about eighteen million pounds in today's cash. Jesus Christ! Mm -hmm. Oh, mm, if only I had a little bit of that. Oh. What would you do with it? I don't know. Just bask in the security. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably just that. <laughs> Perfect. It's, yep. Sounds good. You greedy yep. capitalist pig. But here. So it's here that John Maggot <laughs> changes his name to John Elwis in order to be able to inherit the money from his beloved uncle. So changes his name. Elvis. Better than Maggot. Elvis. We'll give him that. Yeah, Elvis. 
Yep. It's an improvement. It is. It is. From a little bug move to, to the King of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> From a little bug to the King of Rock. Yep. <laughs> that sounds like a tagline for a shitty DreamWorks movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so before we get further, let's talk about some of John's miserly ways. Some of the some okay. of the insane ways he saved money. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I've got them listed here. So uh, I'm gonna take notes. Okay, so I can learn from him. Yeah, right. We we need to learn. So go to bed when darkness falls, so that you don't have to buy candles. That, that's good. That's what he did. Yep. I'm gonna turn these into word like commands of advice rather than just retelling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only wear ragged clothing. Um, and I know that wigs are in right now. Don't buy a new wig. Look for a ratty wig that a homeless dude threw into a bush and wear that <laughs> wig. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's what John right. That's what John did. He looked so ratty and homeless that people passing by would hand him coins. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the strategy. That's I guess you so. Grow your wealth. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's let's go on. Um if you have to go somewhere while it's raining, you walk there instead of hiring a coach to drive you there. Even if it's raining because you can't spend money on an Uber coach, right? Right, right. Yeah. Then I give dirty Elon Musk any more of my money. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then upon a, <laughs> upon arriving after you're you've been in the rain and you're cold and freezing and wet, do not light a fire to dry the clothing. Just let them air dry themselves. It'll take longer, uh, but you don't have to spend money on a fire. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. <laughs> How much does a fire cost? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was yeah. I, I was gonna make some sort of chemistry joke, but I don't know what chemistry is. Yeah, okay. Besides the chemistry on this podcast, uh, those white cliffs of Dover. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. All right, and then you said it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next. <laughs> don't spend money on food just uh it's okay if things are past the expiration date or expiring or molding uh just eat it anyway in fact oh god if if meat is rancid just eat the meat anyway so you don't have to buy new meat oh. okay? uh here's some more advice if you see a rat pulling a dead duck out of a river <laughs> what Grab that what? dead duck, <laughs> throw it in your oven, and there's a good meal. Uh, it's reported uh, that he uh, actually a did A rat this. pulling a dead duck out of a river? Right, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here's another fun story. On another occasion, John went off to the races for a 14-hour day of activity. Uh, so a full day at the races, right? Because he's still a, ri- he's a rich aristocrat, so he does some rich aristocratic things, like the races. Mm. The problem, though, he was too cheap to buy or bring food for this full day out. And poor John is getting hungry. Oh, no. What's he going to do? Well, uh, but, oh, what's this? What has he got in his coat pocket? It's a piece of a pancake. (laughs) A pancake from two months ago. So John just starts devouring this pancake 
As a worried onlooker asks him how it is, John, math, uh, mouth filled with rotting pancake, responds, It's as good as new! <laughs> So he's he's basically got IHOP in his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) It's the stupidest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. time I've ever had a laughing <laughs> It's not a full pancake. It's a piece of a pancake. <laughs> the thing is probably brick hard. <laughs> and it's just there in his coat pocket for some reason. <laughs> and there's someone watching him eat it. <laughs> like, how's, how's that going for you? It's as good as no... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how you doing? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my, my stomach hurts. <laughs> yeah, his stomach probably hurt too. <laughs> oh. Wow, it's going to be a long time before we top that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the funniest thing we've said on this show? <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> oh my god, I'm exhausted. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you ready? Wow, I, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard on this show. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm ready. You know that's going to become a a podcast meme now among us and our what? fan base. The pancake, <laughs> the piece of a pan- the piece of the pocket pancake, <sighs> the triple P. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> ready? Are we good so to go? He's at, he's at the races. He's eating his pancake and that's it. Okay. Pretty much. That's how cheap he was. That's top comedy right there. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently for my brain, that's the funniest (laughs) thing we've encountered. According to my brain, a pancake in a pocket is the funniest thing we've ever encountered on this show. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Okay, wait. Just hold on. Yeah. We've covered... <laughs> <laughs> we've covered guys who, like, got drunk with monkeys. Yeah. All right? We've covered people who... Remember Terrare? <laughs> remember t- yeah, Terrare? Ate, like, thousands of calories a day. We covered fucking St. Christopher, who carried a child who turned into Jesus across <laughs> a river. I mean, we've covered everything, and then the one thing my brain chooses (laughs) is a piece of a pancake. (laughs) That's if that doesn't fucking describe the show, I don't know what. (laughs) This is it. We finally, 
We finally figured out who we are. This was your aha moment. <laughs> we can quit the show. We can. It is complete. It is finished. <laughs> Take this pancake, <sighs> which represents our body. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's been about Jesus the whole time. <laughs> pancake <laughs> Jesus. All right, so what happened after the pancake incident? That's it. That's just the whole story, okay? <laughs> that's where you quit? <laughs> well, that's the whole story. This guy was like, how's that pancake? And John said, it's as oh good as God. new. And <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for me. All right, we're not done yet with his miserly ways. Okay, uh, But okay. it's just going to be, the rest <laughs> of the episode is going to be a letdown after that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, as for John's mansion. Just keep going, ignore me. <laughs> As for John's mansion, the house went from being beautiful to actually falling apart because he never paid for any maintenance or repairs. Um, one time a relative stayed at his house for a bit, and it started raining in the night, and the relative ah. was awoken by the rain falling directly onto his face because the roof had caved in. In a mansion. In a mansion, yes. This is just sad. It is sad, yeah. So the so the relative moved his bed over to a dry place, but then the rain starts pouring through the roof there. Finally, the guy finds a, finds a dry place, uh, and he, he sleeps the rest of the night. But the next morning, he, at breakfast, the relative confronted John about this problem. Like, dude, your roof is caving in. It's There's rain everywhere. And mm -hmm. I had to find this, like, dry corner to sleep in. And John responded, I, I don't mind it myself. That is a nice corner in the rain. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> That's just too bad. I guess so. Uh, John also hated birds. Of course. Yeah. Why? I mean, that's what most misers are known All for, right. hating birds. Uh, much of John's money came from the family cattle business, so there's a lot of hay lying around. And John accused birds for stealing large amounts of his hay uh, in order to build their stupid little nests. Like, hay in his house? Well, hay for his cattle. But oh, now he gotcha. has to buy more hay because the birds stole it for their nests. Yeah. That is so strange. Mm -hmm. He also uh, almost never hired doctors because they were too expensive. Right. Well, I mean, I don't do that. That's true. I, I do that, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One night walking home in the dark, he had some sort of accident and inflict inflicted both of his legs with large cuts. He hired a doctor to heal only one of his legs because that would reduce the cost. <laughs> 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 then he made a bet with the doctor that his untreated leg would heal first. And if this would happen, then he'd get his money back for the treated leg. And That sounds fair. Yeah, it does. Uh, so the doctor agrees to this. And of course, the untreated leg actually heals first because this is John... Welsis or Welder or whatever is Elwis. Elwis, yeah. <laughs> Elwis, yeah, yeah. So the treated yeah. leg did not heal first because it's England like a trillion years ago. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, then I found a good quote from jo John's biographer about his miserly ways, and the biographer guy said, It is curious to remark how he contrived to mingle small attempts at saving. 
After sitting up a whole night at play for thousands with the most fashionable men of the time, amidst splendid rooms, gilt sofas, wax lights, and waiters attendant on his call, he would wa- walk out about four in the morning, not towards home, but into Smithfield to meet his own cattle, which were coming to market from Theden Hall, a farm of his in Essex. There would this same man, forgetful of the scenes he had just left, Stand in the cold or rain, bartering with a carcass butcher for a shilling. So he went out at four in the morning. Yeah, like after a big party, he he just forgets that he's an aristocrat and rich, and he's out there in the muddy fields talking with a carcass butcher about, like, a shilling. He wants one more shilling for his dead cow or something. God, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's miserly. Also, I want to start a band named Carcass Butcher. Yeah, <clears throat> a ska band, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he did have a, a life a little like the aristocrat he was supposed to be. He he did love riding and hunting, and there's one account of him hunting with a friend, and this friend just couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Right? Yeah. Are you still laughing at the pancake? <laughs> You are! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's fine, you can laugh at the pancake! You're free to do that! You were talking about hunting with his shitty friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his shitty friend just is a terrible shot. So they're off okay. hunting together, and they kind of split off to a point where there's this giant hedge between them, because this is England and there's just giant hedges all over. Uh, well, John's friend hears something on the other side of the hedge and just blasts away. <laughs> okay. Of course, it was our boy John on the other side of the hedge, not an animal. Oh, no! So John receives buckshot into his mouth and cheeks. <laughs> oh! And the friend quickly approached to apologize and see if John was alright, but John just held out his hand and said... My dear sir, I congratulate you on improving. I thought you would hit something in time. Uh, with like buckshot in his mouth, he's like spitting it out. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> and he pulls out a pancake and starts eating it. I'm not laughing this time. Okay, you keep going. <laughs> uh, all right, we're 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 getting there eventually. All right, in 1772, okay. John decided to follow his family's tradition of getting involved in politics. Okay. So he became a member of Parliament for Berkshire, even after spending pretty much no money on the election process. He served three terms in Parliament and changed party lines several times, not because he cared about the policies, but just to maintain his seat and please whatever group was in power. Well, well yeah. He's a <clears throat> he likes to save things, doesn't he? I suppose so. <clears throat> Uh, the best part about his political career, though, is he only ever wore one suit because he was too cheap to buy even a second suit. And all the other members uh, of the House of Commons made fun of him for this, but admitted that they could never accuse him of being a, wait for it, a turncoat. Uh. Seven. Is that a pun? Yeah, because he's he doesn't tur- I don't know. It's 1700s humor, but apparently it was funny at the time because he didn't change coats because he only had yeah. one, so he's not going to be a turncoat. I don't know. 
Well, he keeps all his pancakes in the one coat. So well, that's true, right? He's got to keep his pancakes. <laughs> all right. Got to keep the larder stored. <laughs> yes. Anyway, in order to get from his house to the House of Commons, John would ride Let off. me guess. Hold up. Hold, hold okay. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so because he's so cheap mm -hmm. to get from his house to work. Yep. My guess is he he attaches wheels to his shoes mm -hmm. and just and he doesn't like roller skate there. Sure. He just sort of like finds the nearest incline. Ah. And just waits till he rolls there. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then that's how he makes it. And if he has to take a step, he uh he just takes a step. I don't sure. know. Sure. Or you're I'm almost there. Uh, but <laughs> there, there's also details on what would he eat? What was like the lunch that he packed for this this journey? Because it was a long journey <clears throat> from work to home. So he, he actually packed a lunch. He actually packed a lunch. Yes, and it was not okay. a pancake. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I'm gonna guess it was like the equivalent to like a peanut butter sandwich. Uh, that's giving him too much credit. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> What did he eat? Okay, well, what well, did he... Well, first, to get to work, uh, he did not attach wheels. He just rode a horse. But he oh. rode in the most roundabout ways in order to avoid any tolls at all, all, which often added entire hours to his journey time. But here's the thing. Okay. For lunch, he would carry with him a single hard-boiled egg. <laughs> just, like, in his pocket? Yeah, in his pocket, yes. Just one hard-boiled <laughs> egg. And about midway through his journey, he would stop his horse, sit under a bush, <laughs> eat his <laughs> egg, and take a nap. <laughs> That's sad. It is sad, but, you know, who knows? I don't know. After wow. 12 years in politics, somebody finally was running to take his spot in the House of Commons. And instead of spending money to keep his position, John just retired because it was cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. It was cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper. <laughs> okay. After okay. after his political career, we're almost done. We got like one paragraph left of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after his political career, John went back to being an old miser, and he did more miserly things, like not even lighting a fire during the coldest days of winter, because in his own words, eating was exercise enough to keep me warm. So just, like, chewing was... Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, rancid pancake pieces and hard-boiled eggs are apparently <laughs> enough to keep you warm. Sitting in the corner furiously chewing, I'll stay warm this winter. Yep. <laughs> uh, another thing wow. he did is, say, if a visitor was coming to, to visit him, his stable boy would go out and lay, uh, lay out some hay for the visitor's horse. Well, John would sneak out and remove all of the hay and put it back in the warehouse. <laughs> That's so shitty. He's such a dick. Wow. Yeah, now that cheap. Yeah, exactly. He did have one companion though, an old woman who basically served as housekeeper for him. And this poor woman was said to pretty much always be sick because John wouldn't light fires to keep the house warm. I bet he also didn't pay her shit. Oh, too. probably not. Yeah. Man. So after after he's getting older, he, he really kind of stopped living in his mansion out in the countryside because it was just too much money to keep the place intact and it was falling apart. So instead, he, he starts wandering between all of the, the rentable homes he owns in London. So he's wandering between these these homes that he owns, but he rents out to people. 
Well, the thing is, if a new tenant arrived to rent one of the homes, uh, John had all of his necessary belongings in a small bag and could be out in a moment in order to not lose a potential renter. Yeah. Well, it's gotta do what you gotta I do. I suppose so, except he's a millionaire. <laughs> you know, uh, okay. <clears throat> Seriously, though. Like, yeah. Most people think, well, I would say, even I think, and you probably think, and it's pretty common to say, okay, you're born into wealth, obviously you're going to use it and be like, you know, have all the creature comforts you could want right. in your whole life. Party boy. You know? Yeah. And it seems to him like he's he's suffering from the opposite problem of like uh, valuing money too little. Hmm. Um. Like, he just values it too much. Right. Um, which is such an interesting and, and weird thing for a super rich person to, to do. Yeah, you wonder about the, the psychological problems, because his his dad dies when he's super young. So he didn't even know his dad. And then he was really close to his uncle, and then his uncle died. And those two people were the, the guys who left you with this wealth. So I can see why you would, you know, want to do their memory honor... And not betray them, you know, by wasting all their wealth away. I can kind of understand hmm. that, maybe. That's a good point. That's a good point. It might be, like, the only legacy that you have to preserve. Yeah, yeah, or the only it's piece... Like this, this was dad's money, you know? Yeah, and, and John never got married, so it's it's kind of like this is the only tie to family, maybe, that he has. Oh, this, shit. I, yeah, who knows? We don't That's really know. It is, it is sad, yeah. John had a sad life. And we'll get into that more. Um, so, while John is moving between these rentable houses in London, this, basically, this almost killed him. Uh, he got desperately sick once, and he couldn't move, but nobody could find him because they didn't know which house in London he was at, or even if he was at one. So, that's not good. But by mere no. chance, John's nephew, Tim's... Tim's, does that... Tim's? Tim's. Like mul multiple Tim's. No, it's T-I-M-M-S. I think it's a last name. Oh, Tim's. But it rhyme reminds me of Tiny Tim from A Christmas Carol. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh, maybe not. Who Connections. knows? Yeah. So John's nephew Tim's was coming to visit him and eventually tracked him down to the house he was in merely because some passerby had seen what they described as an old beggar entering the house. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, so as Tim entered the house, he heard his sick, dying uncle crying out from the upper room because, well, the dude was alone and dying. God. Uh, a doctor was immediately rushed to the scene and John eventually recovered. After recovering, John told his nephew that he had been sick for about two or three days and that there was supposed to be a woman here taking care of him, but she had disappeared. After searching the house, John and the doctor found the woman dead on the floor. What the fuck? Having died from being sick because John didn't light fires to warm up the house and only had rotten, uh, decaying food to eat. God. So, yeah, his habits actually killed a woman. And Jesus, nearly killed that's... him. Yeah. Well, that that is a major psychological problem. Yeah. Mm. And we'll get into the problems that he, he ran into, because he, he just goes downhill from here pretty much, but that's about it for his adult life. Wow. Well, that was a sad ending to that. Yep. Yep. Well, most things end in sad endings. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, shall we get into St. Nicholas's end in death? Right, which isn't a sad ending. It, it is, except we don't even have anything about, like, how he died. Oh, okay. Well, He's tell me about dead. it. He's dead. He's just dead. Oh. Oh. Uh, when we left him, he was doing all sorts of nice things for pickle children. Right. Who <laughs> um. <laughs> we call Democrats. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, that was good. That was fine. Yeah, pickle children, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Bit sour. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> so, St. Nicholas's end in death. Yeah. And uh, we do have a rough idea about what year he died. Oh, all right. Uh, and it's the traditional year, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like his birth year was the traditional year. It was 270 and he died in 343. Gotcha. Um, now, like I said, uh, speaking of tradition, tradition states that Father Christmas was buried in Myra, mm-hmm. um, but his remains were moved all over the place. Sure. Uh, constantly. Uh, in the 600s, Arab fleets were invading and his, his remains had to be moved. Mm. Um, they were also stolen at one point oh, and ended up in this place called Barry. Hmm. And there's this, okay, so eventually he ended up in, in Barry or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's this weird ass thing that happens with his tomb okay. that you ought to know about. And it's been going on for centuries. What? Uh, for centuries, it has been reported that yearly, uh, I believe on his, his saint's day or whatever the hell it mm-hmm. is. Um, his sarcophagus excretes this weird crystal fluid. Right. What? Which is collected, bottled up, and sent around the world. What the fuck? This is called mana for some reason. <laughs> and it's a it's a documented thing that happens, and they you know they say it's a miracle or whatever. What? But it's it's probably just seawater because the tomb is below sea level. Oh, okay. Weird. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing about uh, saints. So, like, the thing that happened with saints when they died is their remains were, you know, highly valued. Mm-hmm. I suppose on the black market of relics or whatever. Yeah. They would take chips of bones, entire bones, skulls, things like that, and just like send them around as holy relics. Yeah. Um, sometimes they would just make it up and take a chip from like a sheep's bone or whatever and pretend it's you know whatever. Um, so it's not really surprising that Saint Nicholas's bones are basically all over the goddamn place. <laughs> sure. Um, Throughout the centuries, entire pieces of him have just gone missing. Mm. They've been outright stolen, all that shit. Uh, and they're, again, fakes all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but, however, uh-huh. last year, oh, geez. a couple of researchers from Oxford got their hands on a pelvis fragment that was in. Uh, I was being held by a priest in fucking Illinois. What? <laughs> yeah. Our boys come home! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They started testing it, uh, and they discovered that this relic was more than likely authentic. What the hell? Which is to say that Father Christmas's body is in Illinois. What? The North Pole is actually Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Tim Allen, Uh as Scott Calvin in The Santa Claus, the movie which you should all watch because it's a Christmas classic. Yes. Here's my hypothesis. Okay. Tim Allen is is actually Santa Claus. All right. I buy it. And his his appearance in the Santa Claus movie was basically like he really did find Saint Nicholas <laughs> and he really did become Saint Nicholas in Illinois because the movie takes place in Chicago. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. 
the pieces oh, are all wow. Kind of oh, yep. Hmm. So Scott Calvin's the real Santa Claus. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Saint Nicholas for you. Santa Claus, Father Christmas, Chris Kringle. Um, Do the jingle. Jolly old Saint Nick. Yeah. Do the jingle. No. That's him. That's that's the guy that it's based on. And I'm not even going to get into how the pop culture thing started because it's just like it just tells itself. It's yeah. Like, People heard these stories and they spread them around and then they've added things to their tradition and they combine characters and things like that. And then, oh, now we have who we have today. Yeah. So, yeah. Santa Claus is based off of St. Nicholas. Hmm. And uh, that is that is um, the basis for the character we have today. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're teaching you every day. Yep. 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 Connecting those dots. All right. So, so John Ellis's death... End in death. <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I don't actually know. I want to know how this ends. This is horrible. Uh, it gets really sad. Um, oh shit! As he got older, he just kind of started to lose it. He suffered delusions that people were stealing from him, and he'd frantically go around to where all of his money was deposited in order to make sure it was all still there. He would have nightmares where he'd be struggling with robbers in his sleep, and he would cry out. I will keep my money! I will! Don't rob me! Oh, don't! Wow! So horrifying. That's that's horrible! I can't imagine being that obsessed with something. I know. Yeah, Yeah. that's an obsession. It is. It is. actual obsession. Uh, Eventually, it was clear to everybody that John was dying. His lawyer was brought in to write up his will, and the lawyer had to do it by firelight because John wouldn't give him any candles. Of course. Yeah. John died on November 26th, 1789. He was found in his bed, wearing his tattered clothing, ratty shoes, an old torn hat on his head, and a stick in his hand. The doctor said that if John had actually used some of his money on himself, he might have lived another 20 years. (laughs) Jesus! Oh, that's so sad. It's really sad. John left all of his money to his two sons who were born out of wedlock and also a nephew. All of this money amounted in today's value to a, to be about 74 million pounds. Wow. Uh, he also owned no books upon his death and never read any books since his time in school because he believed, in his own words, putting things into people's heads is the sure way to take money out of their pockets. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That guy's woke. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, other than... I mean, I mean, really. really. <laughs> I mean, we don't read books. No. We're woke as fuck. <laughs> other, than, other than being a member of Parliament and donating some money to some construction projects in London, John really isn't remembered for much other than being a miser, and uh, but most, mo- most notably being the inspiration behind the character of Ebenezer Scrooge in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Which I said earlier. Yeah. Well. Good stuff. That's pretty, uh, he was worse than Scrooge. Like, Scrooge was light compared to him. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if, I don't, I, I'm, I wonder if Dickens was making fun of Elwes in particular, or was just making fun of miserly people in particular. I, th- I think we have a letter of Dickens, which so- says something about John Elwes. I, I think that's the connection. I saw something about that somewhere. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if John was ever visited by the ghost of Pancake Past. <laughs> it's not going to be funny ever. I know, <laughs> but I'm going to use it as much as I can. I laughed too hard. 
too hard for it to ever be funny again. Or at least I'll have to recharge for like a year. You're out of laughs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I laughed my last laugh. <laughs> laugh. Laugh it up. Uh, yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, I think that Shall wraps we? up our Christmas episode. I think it does. And just a reminder to everybody, um, our, our, our typical structure is going to be a little different uh, until James is done getting married. Uh, that should be a couple weeks, few weeks from now. Uh, next week's episode might be slightly different. I'm not sure yet. Depends, because I've Christmas. got a busy week. <laughs> yeah, I've, our episode would be released, like, on Christmas, right? Right, the night of Christmas. Yeah. 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 And Which would be the best Christmas present of them all. Yeah, but most people are probably not going to be listening to podcasts on Christmas. True, true. Well, we'll figure it out. Just uh, stay tuned, listeners. You probably won't hear from me for a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh-huh. but maybe you'll hear from me because this is my life. This is all I do. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> well, I'd um, like to say a quick goodbye to the listeners. Just a brief goodbye. Okay. Um. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it. No. Uh, have a great holiday season. You'll hear from me eventually. Um. Thanks for being you, and yeah, I don't know. That's it, dude. I'm I'm out. I'm I'm toasted. <laughs> I'm toasted too. But, but you'll see the White Cliffs of Dover eventually. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that's fine. Um, just one last thing. If you do want to get a We Talk About Dead People mug, like no jokes, it's on Teespring. Uh. And I think it's... We put the link on Twitter. That's probably your easiest way to find it's it. It's on Facebook, too. Yeah, and I'll put the ID, the um, the link underneath the episode in the description. Nice. Uh, we got stickers, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, we do have stickers as well, if you want stickers to put on your laptops. And there's two kinds of mugs. Uh, one is the actual We Talk About Dead People logo in black with white text. Uh, the mug comes with a white handle. Uh, and then there's the just regular ass white mug with black text with the logo on it. Uh, we're trying to come up with other things we can put out besides just the logo mm-hmm. on stuff. Uh, but you know, yeah. So there you go. There it is. Yeah. That's all I got. Shall we head to the surface? Let's head to the surface. Off we go. Please don't make a joke about pancakes. <laughs> I'm not. I promise you I won't. What are you going to do for the rest of the day? I am going to go back to our recording, find that part. I'm not saying when. Find the part where you're laughing your ass off for like 45 minutes. I'm going to turn that into a continuous loop, turn that loop into a file, and email that file to Trump. <laughs> Why? Because... All of us in this holiday season need some holiday goodness. <laughs> I thought Trump was off limits. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> uh, but everybody needs uh, some... Oh, I'm not going to say the P word. I'm not going to say it. The P word? Pancake! <laughs> not the oh other P word. Alright. Right. I'm done. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. What are you going to do for the rest of your day? Uh, well, I can skip the gym today because my abs hurt so much. 
Uh, don't lie to I'm listeners. Gonna... Don't lie to listeners. You don't go to the gym. <laughs> You're right. <sighs> I'm probably going to take a nap. I'm so worn out. <laughs> me too. This episode took it out of me. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, I do think it's time to end the show for today. Feel free to send all your hate tweets to WTADP Podcast. We will read all of them and not along. If you hate us, you're probably right. If you like us, though, please consider funding the show by becoming a patron on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash We Talk About Dead People. 50 bucks, 20 bucks, even as little as a dollar, as much as it costs to not give it to anybody because you're too much of a miser to give anything away, helps tremendously. In fact, another way you can support us is by buying our shit. So if you want one of our mugs, go on to Teespring, check it out. Uh, that actually does directly benefit us, just like Patreon. And you get a mug, which is great. Our cover art was created by the extremely gifted Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration. You can view more of his phenomenal work at www.ipattersonillustration.com. With all that being said, we'll close out and love the sounds. We'll let these sounds play you out. <laughs> During the rule of Constantine the Great in the year 325, the Christian Church decided that it must be united in order to bring Christendom to Earth. And now, Arius himself, the Great Heretic, brings his case before the Council of Nicaea in order to prove that Jesus the Savior is not God. So what I'm saying to all of you here uh, regarding the, the divinity of Christ and whether or not he is, a, he is God himself, I say nay. He had a mother, he was born, he is not the eternal father. Yo, Arius, I've got a problem with your reasoning. Yes? You see, I believe Jesus lived forever just like God did. That's where you're a heretic, Arius. Now get over here, you scroungy little rat! I'm gonna punch you in your lips! Take that, you little heretic weasel! Go back to heretic land! <laughs>